Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt, and I'm the host of this Disney theme parks news podcast. And this is episode 110, where we once again bring another interview with a cast member. And on today's show, we welcome back CJ. Now, CJ was with us for a few times on the show. She first showed up in episode 79, where she talked about working in the childcare over at Disneyland. So that was the first time she was on the show. And then she made a couple other appearances. She was on an episode called First Hand Experience over at Galaxy's Edge, which was episode 84. So... Galaxy's Edge has been open for a bit now at Disneyland and now at Walt Disney World. So if maybe you want to go back and hear about what it was like uh, when you when Galaxy's Edge first opened, uh, she went there and just talked all about it. Uh, and then she actually gave us a Walt Disney World trip report on episode 92. So yeah, she's been on a few times and. So today I'm having her on again because uh, she messaged me the other day and she was like, hey, Matt, if you're looking uh, for some more cast members to be on the show, uh, I do have some more roles that I, 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 I've been. And I was like, wait, where are you, where are you getting all these roles from? I didn't, I didn't even know. I mean, so she, she came on here today and she's talking about uh, her time working at Disneyland. So not only was she working in the childcare area, but she was also working as a media rep and as a welcome to lodging facilitator. So she's going to come on here and talk about what those things actually are. So why don't we just jump right into it and begin another episode of the Excess Press podcast. Welcome back to the show, CJ. CJ, how you doing? Good. How are you doing? Not too bad. It's been a while since I had you on the show. I think the last time we talked was your your trip report back in when was that? Uh, we went at the end of July, so that must have been like August. August, yeah. 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 Any any because you're you're going again to Walt Disney World in January? When yeah, going? we're going the last week of January, so a couple more months. Nice. And isn't yeah. that, isn't that, aren't you leaving your, uh, your son at home for this one? Yes. My mom and my dad are taking Felix for the week. It's me, my husband, my best friend and her husband. So it'll be super fun. Adults only trip. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. That'll yes. be, 
Will that be like the longest time you've ever spent away? Yeah, we've left him overnight before, but that's it. So a whole week is a whole different story. Oh, all right. Well, we'll definitely have to have you on later in probably, I guess, February. We'll talk about that for sure. I'd love to have you on. Sure. Cool. Well, yeah, so uh, we are back here with you today because we're going to talk about some of your other roles that you had while you were working at Disneyland. So I'm excited Mm -hmm. to talk about that. So. If uh, I already said at the top of the show where user uh, where users I'm thinking work speak uh, where <laughs> listeners uh, can find your previous episodes. So if if hey listeners out there if you haven't listened to it yet, CJ, I'm gonna have you just do like a kind of quick recap of what we talked about in the last time because you worked in childcare uh, over at Disneyland. So just give like a quick recap. Yeah, so my first role at the Disneyland Resort was a child activities leader at Pinocchio's workshop at the Grand Californian Hotel. It was a child care center licensed by the state of California. Um, So basically, we took care of children whose parents were staying at the hotel. Um, The parents would go out to dinner, go into the parks to have a date night, and we'd entertain their kids. I'm surprised that uh, you're not going to do that on this, your upcoming trip. You're just going to bring Felix and just (laughs) drop him off. Yeah. You know, I think they closed down like a lot of the childcare centers in Florida. Like really? maybe there's only one or two left. Yeah, I was hearing they they shut some of them down for some reason. Oh, interesting. I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm sure if I had a kid, it would probably be different, <laughs> and I would know all of it. But I don't know. Anything. Right. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Well, speaking of this, because um, with with strollers and stuff, did you hear about some of the policy news that happened at Walt Disney World? Yes, I think so. Uh, Can you refresh me on it? Well, from what I know, you can only uh, do, uh, I forget the name of the company, but you can only rent from one company over at Walt Disney World. Yes, I did hear about that. I thought you were talking about the changes at Disneyland because there's other stroller stuff going on at Disneyland too. Um, But yeah, I did hear about that. Um, I'm not really sure how I feel about that yet. Yeah, well, it doesn't impact you this trip, so that's fine. Yeah. But cool. So yeah, we're we're here today to talk uh, a little bit more about the the other things that you did. So uh, I didn't prep so much with asking you some questions about what's going on. I, I know a little bit. So why don't you kind of uh, frame up uh, what we'll be discussing today? So if you're a cast member at Disneyland Resort, and I'm sure it's similar for Walt Disney World, um, there's opportunities that come up for you to do like extra roles every now and then. Um, So the two roles that I took on as extra roles, um, one of them was media rep with the broadcast team, and the other one was called welcome to lodging facilitator. So the media rep team, like the broadcast team, they handled special like press events in the park. Um, And then the welcome to lodging facilitator role that had to do with um, onboarding new cast members. So cast members would go through traditions, another class, and then they'd take welcome to lodging. Um, so as part of like the, tr- the uh, cast member training program. Gotcha. Okay. So mm-hmm. so is it easier to talk about like one at a time or is it easier to... Yeah, like, let's let's do one at a time. Okay. So they're like totally separate things. <laughs> okay, cool. So which one would you like to talk about first? Let's do media rep first. Right, so media rep. So, so essentially you're already a cast member mm-hmm. at the Disneyland Resort. And then how did this kind of opportunity uh, come, come, come into your hands? Well, um, cast members have access to a website called The Hub, and on The Hub, they post announcements and things that are going on around the resort, and um, when there is a press event coming up, it would say, 
media reps, we need media reps. And it would kind of give details about what it was. Um, and then you had to fill out a form and have your manager sign it over, making sure you were okay to work someplace else for a couple days. Um, and then hopefully they would select you to, to be a media rep. Um, but it was, it was pretty easy. Um, I, I know I to, did it real quick. Oh, did you have ahead. to do that process each time you wanted yeah. to do an event? Okay. So like, yeah. uh, like an event would come up and they'd be like, okay, we need people. And then mm -hmm. that's it. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I know I did like three or four events and I only really remember in detail two of them. I don't know why I like blocked out the other ones from my memory. Um, but one of them I did was when season of the force kicked off at Disneyland. Um, and it was right around the holiday time. So they kind of combined season of the force and holiday time in one media event. So my task for that one, was why don't was, you explain what the, oh. like, I'm, if people don't know what season of the force is, oh, yeah, yeah. I think that was a Disneyland specific event. Yes, yes. Yeah, so I don't that, think that was at Walt Disney World. No, it was in Tomorrowland, and it was to promote everything Star Wars, basically. So that was when Hyperspace Mountain premiered for the first time, um, and they had some new like um, Star Wars merchandise coming out. Um, and then at nighttime, they had Tomorrowland lit up with like red and blue for like the different sides of star wars i don't know the terminology because i'm not a star wars fan you have the uh the the rebels and uh -huh. um i don't know the other the side. empire I, I, okay. I, I even blanked out for a bit the rebel well <laughs> yeah the original trilogy is the rebels and the empire the uh -huh. new trilogy is the resistance in the first order right okay that's that or sounds right sith and the jedi out of whichever one i don't know which ones they did but it's probably one of those yeah, um, I just remember seeing like red and blue lights, like banners down the old people mover tracks. And then I don't remember if this is when Launch Bay originally opened, um, but they had some stuff going on inside Launch Bay also. Um, so for that event, I was assigned a blogger. I don't remember which blogger it was, but it was just me and her. She didn't have a camera crew or anything. It was literally just her and a like a point and shoot camera, basically. Um <laughs> And like a little notepad she was taking notes on and I just followed her around and um, the point of it is to make sure when they're writing things down or recording things they're not like taking pictures backstage they're using proper Disney lingo um, and one of the things I remember about that was they shut down Tomorrowland except for the bloggers and all the press people so Tomorrowland was like really really empty which is really cool and I wasn't sure if I could go on Hyperspace Mountain with her because I was working. But then I saw other media reps going and I was like, what the heck? I'll go on Hyperspace Mountain. <laughs> so I so I rode it with a stranger. That was the, the first time I got to ride Hyperspace uh, Hyperspace Mountain. So that was fun. Wait, so, um, so with these media events, because I know they're a pretty big thing where they invite um, even like podcast hosts. I mean, that's one of my dreams. I would love to be invited. <laughs> That's very far from here, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> so I know there's podcast people that go, like YouTubers go, uh, people that have like Disney blogs, like the bigger websites, like Inside the Magic or like mm -hmm. WW News Today. So like with that big event, are you saying there's like a media rep for each of those yeah. people, like just to walk yep. around with? Wow. Yep. Yeah, because you never know, like you don't want them saying bad things about Disney and like heavily criticizing them. You don't want them to say the wrong thing. Um, like examples they gave us 
uh, was like, if you hear somebody say haunted house, like stop them and correct them and tell them it's the haunted mansion. Um, you know, just making sure that the message that Disney's sending through these media outlets is consistent. So is it, so this is, might be a kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Controversial question, but isn't that like, is that, was that against like free speech at all? Like how, like I'm, cause uh, you, you were saying like, they don't want them to say the wrong things. I know what you, I know you mean like the haunted mansion thing, but you also said uh-huh. like bad, like bad things. I don't know. Can you, can you go a little bit into that? I mean, I never had to, to step into any situation like that. I didn't even have to correct people on their nomenclature, their nomenclature uh-huh. at all. Um, I think there's like this understanding between the news team that like Disney treats them really well when they go to these things, like top of the line stuff, they get food and all, all this stuff. And I think there's this understanding that there's like a privilege associated with being invited to the Disney events. And so if they like go around saying bad they, they won't be invited anymore. So there's, you know, even if they it personally felt something negative about Disney, I don't think they would say it. Um, so maybe there is a freedom of speech conflict. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that, that... I mean, I don't know if I'm using the the right term for that. I right. mean, I don't, I don't know all of that. I'm not that smart, but it's, I, I don't know. Yeah. I guess I feel a little weird about that, um, mm-hmm. that they can't, I mean, I, I hope that they, they do give honest reviews. So, um, yeah, that's interesting yeah. though. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I know these media events, they could be yeah, just super big. So is it just usually like a, just for like a day thing or depending on the event? So like with season of the force, like what, like, what was that like? Like how long did that last? Season of the force was only at nighttime from what I remember. Um, but they combined it with the launch of the holidays. And I think the holiday stuff was going on all day. Um, because there were, like they have stations set up throughout the park. Like there's a station in front of Small World. There's a station over by the castle. Um, so news teams could come in and and film there. And I I think that other news like bigger news organizations were filming throughout the day for the holidays. Um, so for something like that, it's like one day max. If they had just done Season of the Force and kept it separate from the holidays, it would have been like a couple hours at night. Um, the really big one that I worked on was for the premiere of the Diamond Anniversary in 2015. That was a, at least a two-day event, possibly longer. Oh wow! What so? What yeah. did um like? What did that entail with the with the two days? So obviously there was a lot going on around the resort for the Diamond Anniversary. Um, I don't. And the uh, day- so so remind me because my memory is definitely a little vague on it. Or mm-hmm. like, what was the Diamond Anniversary again? Oh, that was the 60th for, for Disneyland. Oh, so, that's right. Okay. Yeah, and they kicked it off like at the end of May. Was that Memorial Day? Yeah, I think it was Memorial Day weekend. They kicked it off with a 24-hour party. Um, so it was pretty wild. You know, the, the castle was all decorated. Um, there was all this new decorations, like not only in the parks, but in the hotels also. Um, new merchandise, new food offerings, like all this stuff going on. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was the media team that I was with for that day. was there for, t- for two days. Um, and I'm pretty sure they were there personally for a little bit longer than that. But as far as working, they were doing interviews and stuff for two days. Oh, wow. So, so you're, mm-hmm. so you're literally just following them all day yep. long and like, you're just like a babysitter. That's what it was. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. And and the news team for that one, it was like a, they were based out of Denver. Um, 
and they had like a morning news program and then they had like a morning talk show kind of thing. Um, and one of, one of the people was on both the talk show and the news show. So there was some overlap in their crew. Um, and so they would film, like they, we would get a sheet saying like, this is where they're scheduled to do interviews. This is the stations they need to be at and at what time. And so some of them, they would film for both the talk show and the news show. Some of them was just the news show. Some of them was just the talk show. Um, so we had to pay attention to their schedule and say like, okay, it's time to move on. Like we got to go to the next station where we're starting, where the hit is happening in five minutes kind of thing. Um, but it, it was fun. That was a, that was a bigger team, and they actually had a second media rep with me for that, just because it was a bigger team than normal. So, like, what kind of preparation before these media events do you get from Disney? Like, how do they prepare you for this? I don't remember a ton of specifics, but I remember being assigned like, "This is your media team. Here's their sheet of where they need to go. This is where you're meeting them." And so I would show up to the meeting spot, clock in, <laughs> kind of wait around for them to show up kind of thing. Um, and then we'd go from there. Um, there wasn't too much prep work to do. Um, I guess I could look at the schedule and see like, okay, here's where the station is. Here's where the station is. What's the best route from point A to point B in the park. Um, but there really wasn't a lot of prep to do. Okay. So kind of walk us through like the, the event. I know you said you were going from station to station, but like, mm-hmm. did anything like stand out from being like a media rep, like during these days, like what, what kind of stood out to you? Well, the media rep that I worked with for the 60th anniversary one with the two news teams, she was like part of the broadcast department. So this being a media rep was like uh, kind of a step down from what she normally did, but she had a really good working relationship with this news team. But being with her, I got a lot of insight into these events. And she was telling me like, whenever you see food and you're, you know, backstage and you're okay to eat, eat it because you're on your feet, you're in the parks, like you're working, you don't know when the next time you're going to get to eat it. So when you, when you see a chance to take the food. So there was one time where, um, it was in, the Lincoln lobby on main street. And she had me, there were like makeup artists in there and she's like, Oh, you want to like have your makeup freshened up? And she let me like sit down and have <laughs> my makeup freshened up. And like <laughs> I had a couple bites of breakfast and that was before the park opens. Um, but there's a couple, like, I think they called them hits when they go live. Um, they brought like video cameras, obviously. Um, so there were a couple hits that I remember specifically. And What's like, a hit the, exactly. That's like when they when they go live when they start recording. Like who who starts recording? Uh, the news team. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and they they didn't bring their own cameras, but they brought their own like recording. I don't know what it's called, like the mechanism that goes into the camera that they record on. So then they just upload it to their computer and send it to back to their home station or whatever. Um, so they didn't have to lug around a huge camera all day. Um, but anyways, there were a couple hits that I remember really well. And like the real, the coolest one was on main street at the partner statue, right before the 24 hour party started, they had all the crowds lined up on main street, like waiting for the rope to drop. And there was some sort of announcement over the PA and they did, uh, like a countdown till rope drop. 
And the team I was with, they were broadcasting live for the news show. And they were like, we're here at Disneyland kicking off the diamond anniversary and the 24 hour party, like doing the whole thing. And this guy was like so animated. He was over the top, like really excited. And then they, the whole audience was like five, four, three, two, one. And the rope drops and like all these fireworks went off and we're just standing there and like all these crowds are forming on either side of the hub as the park starts filling in. He's like, and Disneyland's open for 24 hours. Like, he was just <laughs> all into it. That was really cool to be on the other side of the rope um, when the rope dropped. That was like a moment I'll never forget because I don't like I wouldn't have that opportunity otherwise. Oh, that's so cool. So mm-hmm. was that at like five or six in the morning when that's going on? Yeah, I think it was 6 a.m. That day I had to get there at like 3.30 or 4 in the morning. It was a really early day. Yeah. And, <laughs> and how long were you there working? Uh, I want to say I was done around two or three. Oh, okay. Did someone like yeah. take over with the crew after you or was like the media stuff kind of over by then? I think they were kind of done by that point. Okay. Yeah, I made a mistake that day, though. Uh-oh. I, I made a mistake, a personal mistake. So at this time, I was student teaching and working for Disney. And so I frequently, like, did something really dangerous and changed in the car on the way from student teaching to work, which was dumb. I shouldn't have done that. Anyways, I thought that I had, like, my normal black Disney work shoes in the car because that's where I normally kept my costume. Well, I said, okay, I'm running late. I'm just going to throw on these heels before I leave the house and I'll change into my other shoes when I get in the car. Oh, no. So, yeah, you see where this is going. I parked the car. I'm like digging through my trunk. And I, at the time, I was driving a Mini Cooper. So it's not like the shoes could be hiding in a lot of places. The shoes weren't there. So I was wearing these like high heel shoes, walking the entire resort for like eight hours. Oh. Let me tell you. <laughs> My feet were dead. Oh, <laughs> I was no. contemplating. I mean, I got a 30 minute lunch break, you know, by law, I have to. I was seriously contemplating taking off my name tag, running to downtown Disney and buying a pair of shoes. I was really, really close to doing that. Um, yeah, that was a horrible mistake. And I learned my lesson. <laughs> Always have a backup pair of shoes. Oh, geez. That, I mean, I'm, I can't even imagine what that would feel like after, but I, it that's terrible. Oh. <laughs> I was I was hurting pretty bad. <laughs> oh jeez, yeah. yeah. No, that's uh, that's not fun. No, no, it was not fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other the other interview that I really remember, I don't remember who they were interviewing, but it was where the interview took place. We got to go up to the Dream Suite for an interview, so we were only there for like ten minutes, but it was really fun to to be in there. Like there was nobody else in there except the person who was being interviewed. Where's um, where's the dream suite in Disneyland? Oh, the... it's it's above Pirates. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I knew that. Suppo- no, it was supposed to be Walt's office, and then he passed away before it was finished. And then, like up until the '90s, maybe early 2000s, it was the Disney Gallery, and then they closed it off to the public and made it the Dream Suite. Oh, gotcha. Okay, I have to yeah. look in the photos. Of that I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, well, in case you were wondering, um, if you have a lot of money, you can book the, I think it's called 21 Royal Experience. Um, I want to say it's like twelve or $15,000, this like dining oh. experience. Well, as a podcaster, I make a lot of money, <laughs> so I might be able that's, to afford that. That's on your bucket list. <laughs> yeah, they, they do that up there now, apparently. I don't know anybody who's done it, but maybe when I win the lottery, I'll go, I'll go do that. <laughs> yeah, I know I would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so being up there is really cool just because, you know, you don't really get to go up there. Um, and then we did an interview at the train station um, in Main Street. It was with, I think it was with a historian because they had some artifacts from the archives that the um, interviewers were talking about. So that was also pretty cool just to be close to some old Disney artifacts. Oh, that's awesome. Well, it seems like it gave you like a lot of cool experiences outside of like your daily job. Yeah, it was really fun. It was, it was a nice change of pace. Yeah. Well, were there any other stories that stood out from, from either like the season of the force or the, the diamond celebration? Not really. It was just, it was a really unique experience. And uh, if I was still working for Disney, I'd continue to pursue doing that because that was just, it was fun. It was different. Yeah. No, yeah. That's, it sounds like it's a good break from uh, just mm-hmm. like with the kids and stuff like that. You get to just kind of see a bit more of the park. Cause I know we talked about last time about how like every night you had to watch the fireworks and they're like, oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. And you were like, well, every night. Kinda. <laughs> every night it gets old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, that gives you uh, some gives you some unique experiences. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so if there's if there's nothing uh, more to say about that, you want to move over to the lot. What is it? The welcome to what is it? Welcome to lodging facilitator. Okay, so how like how did that position come up? Is it the same thing with like the hub or? Yeah, it was it was posted on the hub. Um, so when I first started when I first started working for Disney, everybody takes a class called Traditions, and I remember you know I was pursuing being a teacher at the time, and I was like, oh, I would love to teach Traditions one day. Like this is so awesome. And then the cast members who were teaching it were like, oh, I work in Bugsland. And I was like, wait a minute, these people to do two jobs? I would love to do that. <laughs> so I always, I kept my eye open for opportunities like that. Um, and finally I saw like they were hiring facilitators. I was like, oh, this is sweet. So I talked to my manager about it, um, filled out the paperwork and applied. Um, and I thought this is awesome. Like, this is what I want to do. Um, the audition process was pretty intense. Um, they gave us a one page script that we had to memorize and then repeat in front of everybody else (laughs) Um, in front of like 20 people. I, so each of the people in the room had to repeat it. Yep. Oh, geez. That's not like, yeah. Yeah. And you couldn't look at the script obviously uh i don't know it i still every now and then i'll hear something i'm like oh it sounds oh there's the script again like <laughs> I'll, I'll hear a couple of the words and i'll start doing the script in my head yeah you, you just have like the the memories of, of yes that, or the nightmares yeah. whatever you want uh, to call it yeah and it's really nerve-wracking doing it in front of like not only the people interviewing you but everybody else too you know yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess most auditions are like that. I mean, if you're mm-hmm. if you're a dancer or something, you have to dance in front of everyone. Yeah. Everyone's watching you, so yeah, it's the, it's the pressure. Yeah, 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 and it wasn't just like the regurgitation of the words, but also having like the Disney presence, the smile, the good posture, the nice clothes, <laughs> all that stuff. There's like pressure to perform, um, but I I did well, obviously. I mean, I got the job. Um, but anyways, after that first round of auditions. I believe there was a second interview, like a second or third interview, like a one-on-one thing. Um, And then the final round, they made it seem like there was going to be a final round. Um, And they called all of us into one room all together. And they said that we were going to do some sort of like group interview or something. 
Um, and then all of a sudden they were like, surprise. And, and like the whole facilitator team came out, like everybody who worked in this department came into the room, um, and they like brought out cake and drinks and stuff. And they're like, congratulations. Welcome to the facilitation team. We're like, Oh, cool. You tricked us. Okay. So that was really fun. Oh, that's awesome. That's neat that they were able to surprise you like that. <laughs> yeah. Cause we're all like, what? We have to do a group interview. Oh my gosh. Like, how are we going to do this? Um, yeah. So that was a really cool surprise. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, so what happens after that? Um, so then we went into training and training was, they gave us a binder, which I have sitting in front of me <laughs> so, <laughs> to lodging and it has the entire script in there. Um, the script for my class was, let's see, 30 pages. Well, we have time. So if you could read all 30 pages <laughs> right now, that'd be, I'm sure the listeners would love it. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a hefty script. So, um, anyways, they told us what our roles were cause they were hiring for several different facilitator roles. Um, and then when we were doing the training, like all the people who were teaching welcome to lodging, we all trained together. Um, and what that consisted of was, I remember like the way that training for new cast members worked at this time was you did traditions first and then you did another class for either Disneyland, California Adventure or hotels in downtown Disney, depending on where you worked. So they do traditions, the middle class, and then they do welcome to lodging, welcome to food and beverage, welcome to merchandise, like whatever department they were going to. So they had us pretend to be new cast members and go sit in the welcome to lodging class so that we could experience like what it was essentially because this was a new class that didn't exist when we all got hired. Um, so we sat through it, listened to it, and then we kind of debriefed, and then they gave us the script, and we started learning it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So what, so what was the class uh, like? Well, um, the content itself, they, uh, they had us do a PowerPoint presentation or a Prezi presentation, and it was following this little cast member throughout the hotel. <laughs> um, do you know what the four keys are? Do you know what that is? I... Uh, I know what they are. Um, I don't know ex- the what they are. So okay. if you want to explain okay. to, the, to the audience, yeah. Okay, so this little cast member in the Prezi like, went through the vision statement, the mission statement, the history of lodging at Disneyland, the awards that the hotels have won, a little bit about the theming of each hotel, um, what it means to be like AAA, four diamond approved. Um, and then we went through the four keys, which are safety, courtesy, show, efficiency. And that's um, that safety, courtesy, show, efficiency is like drilled into you, starting with traditions through all the way down to your on the job training. Um, so we talked about uh, how safety works at the hotels and we go through examples of like, here's some pictures. How do you see the cast members demonstrating safety? And then we'd give like personal examples of how we demonstrated safety. And we do the same thing with courtesy show and efficiency. Okay. All right. So like how, like how long are these classes? Like, is it a few days or? Uh, They gave us like an hour and a half ish to do, to do this class. Um, It's dependent on the number of um, cast members who are taking it. Um, because we tried to make it interactive with the cast members. So the smaller the class, the more we took 
stuff from them. Like we asked them for help with it basically. Um, but if there are a lot of cast members, we didn't have time to go through and like go through examples with them. Um, it just, you know, we had about an hour and a half roughly to get through it. Okay. And so what, what was some of the other content within this class that you, that you taught? Um, let me see. It's been a while since I've looked through the script. Uh, oh, we talked about, um, Oh, where'd it go? Sorry, I'm like flipping through this. Uh, we talked about the different roles that exist at the hotel. So we talked about, you know, at the front office, there's bell clerks, parking attendants, uh, valet people. Uh, we talked about the roles of the leads, the managers, um, housekeepers, lifeguards. Like we went through all the different people who worked at the hotel. Um, we talked also about like what kind of resources exist for cast members. So like, if you're struggling with, um, I don't know, maybe like your hand hurts from using the keyboard, there's the cat, the cast health center that you can go to, um, that kind of stuff too. Okay. Um, yeah. We also talked about opportunities to make magic at the hotels. Um, yeah, just, you know, and it was all, it was really all based around safety, courtesy, show efficiency, but it was just tailored specifically to hotels. Gotcha. Okay. Was there, when teaching that class was, I mean, how long did you do this? Uh, was like, well, first to answer this, like how many classes a week did you have to teach along oh, with your job? Not, not that much. Um, hotels was like the smallest of the classes. Not that many cast members went into hotels. Like the other ones were like food and beverage merchandise and the cast members who work in those departments, there's just way more cast members. So welcome to lodging. Like I only taught it maybe once a month or once every other month. Um, and we always had the smallest classes. So, um, but if I, you know, if I saw on the schedule, Oh, welcome to lodgings coming up, I would flip through the script <laughs> and review it. <laughs> to make sure I knew it was going to happen. And they always gave you a partner to work with. So, and the script is divided up into like person A, person B and on the schedule, it would show you if you were person A or B. So you would know which parts to study. Oh, interesting. Okay. So you really had to like stick to the script. Like, did you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you were you able to go off script at all? I mean, from what I've learned from cast members in the past, like if you have a script in front of you, you have to stick to it. Pretty much. We had to stick to it. I mean, there were some places where like it says, tell a personal story about how you made magic. Like, okay, I can come up with a story really quick. Um, but as far as like, uh, especially when it's talking about the vision and mission statement, like we had to say that. And luckily it was yeah. written on Luckily, it was written on the screen, um, but they didn't want us to mess that up. Um, like it says, Disneyland Hotel is a modern classic with luxurious rooms and monorail water slides. Like they wanted us to say that. Um, <laughs> as far as awards that we want, I know it's kind of it's kind of silly, but like we need to say U.S. News and World Report named Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa one of the best hotels in California and number one in Anaheim. Like you had to you had to get those um points in there specifically because they're you know they're proud that they were they got all these accolades no for sure yeah mm -hmm. so are there any like fun memories from the, the the class like any cool stories you know there is another uh lady i worked with at pinocchio's workshop who also did this and usually the two of us were um partnered up to do welcome to lodging because they knew that we worked together and liked each other and I remember the last time I was scheduled for this, it was like a week before I left the company. That was like the most relaxed I was <laughs> teaching the class. Like you always, 
you know, you always get a little nervous when you're teaching, like you don't want to say the wrong thing and you don't want to forget the script or whatever. But the, I was like goofing off almost <laughs> during the class. <laughs> like I, I just told like crazy stories and uh, that was, it was really You're fun like, do. I don't care. I'm leaving next week. Yeah, it's like pressure's off. You know, if they want to give me a bad review, like give me a bad review. Uh, <laughs> but they, they weren't watching us that time. So, um, but the other thing that was kind of fun for me is like where these classes took place was over at TDA, which is Team Disney Anaheim. Um, if you're in the area and you're driving on the five freeway, it's like the big green building. It's like multicolored metallic green building um and i didn't go over to tda for anything really except to teach this class so getting to be backstage in that area was really cool um i got to take the tram that goes backstage <laughs> it's really fun i know for people who work in the park it's like oh i gotta wait for the tram but i was like this is so cool we don't have this at the hotels like look where i am i'm behind california screaming Woo <laughs> uh, so, like for me it was just fun being being backstage and being in a new place Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, those two those two roles sound great. I mean, was there anything else about the facilita uh, facilitator you, you want to share? You know, I think if I had stayed with the company long term, I would have pursued um, this department a little bit more, I guess. You know, my background's in teaching, and that's what I enjoy doing. And this is going to be a weird metaphor, but I promise it'll make sense. So <laughs> as a teacher... In, the, in my career now, like there's a lot of prep work that goes into every lesson um, that the student doesn't see, the student doesn't know, um, but it drives what you do in the classroom. And Disney is much the same in every single aspect. Like there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the background that the guests don't see, like all this training that cast members go through. Like they drill into you safety, courtesy, show efficiency for a reason. Um, things are set up backstage the way they are for a reason. Um, and it drives what happens on stage for the guests. And if you don't have that strong foundation, like what happens on stage is going to fall apart. Um, so seeing it from that perspective is really interesting to me and like being a part of the facilitation team and doing part of the background work that was I don't know it's like making magic in a different way because when you're when you're setting up cast members for success you know that they're going to make magic for guests and make a really strong experience for the guests yeah like you want to to kind of show the cast members like how much fun it could be to interact with the guests and but <laughs> I mean every sharing your personal stories are always like the best way to even connect with people and get them excited about what they're going to be doing yeah. Um, so I could totally see where you're coming from there. Yeah. Yeah. The the new cast members really loved the magic stories. Like, you know, you go through the safety stuff and it's kind of boring. But then you talk about like, oh, I made magic for a guest by doing this. And their eyes would kind of light up and they'd like perk up a little bit like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to get to do that. Um, yeah, it was, it was so fun. And I I think I would probably pursue that that area if I went back to the company. It's not too late. It's not I know. Late. I keep telling myself one day I'll go back. Um, I don't know. Maybe when my son's in school, I'll go yeah. back. Well, I don't know. Did you listen to uh, the most recent cast member interview that we had? Uh, his name was Chaston. What did he do? Well, he was a dancer. His wife was Elise. She was on the show mm -hmm. previously, and they both danced at Walt Disney World. 
They live in Utah, but auditions came through for for dance auditions over at Walt Disney World. They went to it last week because they were oh. like, maybe we'll move back. So that's cool. I know. Yeah. So it's hey, you, you never know what could happen. So I know. I'm not gonna lie. Every now and then, I do check the job boards just to see if there is like. Anything I can do as a part-time stay-at-home mom. (laughs) (laughs) But I know, you know, they call it casual regulars. They're part-time. Like, they get the worst hours. And I'm like, "Uh, I don't don't think that's going to work for for where I'm at right now. But (laughs) maybe in a few years I'll go back. You never know. Yeah. Awesome. Well, as we wrap this up, are there any um, any last things you want to talk about with uh, being a media rep or the welcome to lodging facilitator? I said that the title correct, right? You got it right. Um, just for any cast members who are listening out there, like if you see or in any profession, really, if you see an opportunity that you want, like go for it. You know, if they tell you no, it's not like you lose your job. <laughs> you're just you're in the same position that you started in and maybe you learned something from it. Um, just go for those opportunities because you never know what's going to happen. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, CJ, thanks for coming on the show. So uh, is there anything you would like to plug before we get out of here today? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at The Weekly Mouse. And I have a website now, theweeklymouse.com. Yeah, check that out. You're she or um She's like talking to the listeners. Uh, <laughs> CJ is always at the uh, always at Disneyland, like uh-huh. a few times a week. You were there even today, right? I think. Yeah, I was there today, and I was there two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> I go a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I I always say it just it, yeah, it just makes me so jealous wishing uh, I was there. So. Yeah. Yeah, I was um, on my Facebook memories just like last week, uh, of, like two years ago. I did like a solo day. Um, yes. I was visiting my friend in, in California and like the day I was leaving, I had a red eye on it. was like a Monday, Oh, oh. but I was like, I'm going to Disneyland before I have to fly out. And hey, I did. Might as well. Yeah. I, I drove up really early from LA and, or drove down from LA yes, in the morning. Down. I spent the entire day. It was one of the best days I had doing solo at Disneyland. It was awesome. So. And then you drove back to LAX. Uh, yeah. Drove back to LAX that night. Oof. Yeah. It was worth That's... it. It was so worth yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, LAX is questionable, but I'm glad you had fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, luckily there wasn't any traffic. It was fine. Oh, yeah, okay, I didn't. Works. I didn't have any issues either in the morning or in the uh, the evening. So it was, it was good, and it wow. was it was so worth it. So awesome. Yeah, but all right, CJ. Well, uh, we'll probably talk to you again. Who knows? Sometime soon, maybe before the trip report. But uh, I appreciate you coming on the show again tonight. Um, thank you very much. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. CJ, thanks for coming on again at the last minute to talk about uh, your other job roles that you had at Disneyland. So that was a lot of fun learning about the media rep stuff and uh, be the facilitator stuff as well and learning all those scripts. And yeah, sounds like a lot of fun. So I appreciate you coming on the show today. Uh, and make sure you guys are following her. I will make sure to link everything in the show notes so you can uh, easily get to her website and Instagram over there. 
Uh, and also, I just want to apologize for having this episode just a day late. Uh, there were some kind of scheduling issues this past week, so hopefully uh, you guys don't mind. I know it's a day, but uh, yeah, I, I like to be on time. But don't worry, the next few weeks I have a lot of stuff scheduled. I have a lot of great episodes coming up, so with some cast member interviews. Uh, I'm going to have some trip reports coming up and uh, some other special episodes so be sure to look out for that. And hey, pretty soon I'm going to be at Walt Disney World. So that's happening from Halloween until November 9th. So a long trip at Walt Disney World. So very excited for that. So if you're there, make sure you look out for me. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Now, make sure you're subscribing to the podcast. If you're not doing so already, you can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, or however you listen to podcasts. And if you can, please leave a review. It'll really help out the show. And make sure you are visiting us at excesspresspodcast.com where you can find all our episodes over there. And make sure you're following me on social media at excesspresspodcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you are a previous cast member and you would like to be on the show, hey, shoot me an email over at matt at excesspresspodcast.com or on social media. Uh, and I would love to get you on a future episode. Well, all right. Thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt from the Excess Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage. Bon voyage.